This is the European edition of Breaking Banks, the world's number one fintech podcast and radio show. We bring you the European unicorn startups, founders, regulators and leaders innovating the rapidly evolving fintech scene today. A truly localized podcast with both English and local language content with some of the world's most well-known hosts and influencers in the fintech sector globally. Join us every week as we explore what makes the European Union a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest-growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll. Hello, everyone, and very much welcome to another edition of Breaking Banks Europe. Um, I'm your host, Don Ginsel from Holland Fintech, and very much looking forward today to speak with our guest about a very, very special event coming to Amsterdam next week, which is Breaking Banks Europe. Uh, I'm very happy to introduce to you two of the key people that are actually making this show possible, this large gathering of people in fintech and finance uh, that are crawling all over Amsterdam, uh, and you really can't miss it. It's the event of the year and everyone's looking forward to. And uh, so I'm really excited, and I'm definitely even so excited to actually have these great two guests. Uh, Tracy Davis and Scarlett Sieber here with me on the show. Very much welcome, ladies. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Happy to be here, Don. And Breaking Banks is definitely front and center, but we're here for Money 2020. Breaking Banks is part of the great part around it. I I, I got what you're doing there. It was a good, it was a good idea. It was a great plug, but we just wanted to point out that you're actually coming to Money 2020 next week. No, of course, of course. Uh, but actually, the funny thing is that we're actually bringing it together, right? So uh, Breaking Banks Europe is, has become an almost integral part of Money 2020 uh, already. And I'm really looking forward to that as well, because I think it's uh, a great amplification of the both platforms. But as I said, I think everyone's now looking at Money 2020 for next year, next week. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great show with, uh, you know, every, everyone who's something in finance is going to be there. And uh, I'm really keen on, on being there as well. Fabulous. Well, we look forward to seeing you too. Yeah, great, great. And so, uh, but but you all seem actually pretty relaxed at the moment. So it seems like all has been taken care of already. You just you could take a couple of days off just before the show because everything's yeah. arranged already, right? Absolutely, totally relaxed. Uh, you know, just chilling on the run up. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we this all you know we've done a few money twenty twenties, but every single one, as you know, is completely different. So. We might look relaxed, um, but we are working flat out to make next week fabulous. We're really lucky. We have a fabulous team, as you know, Don at Money 2020, who put the show together. Um, but it's going to be uh, a very long, you know, we record this on Friday. It's going to be a long Friday. I think my mm. uh, final call with Scarlett is at 10, 15 p.m. tonight, UK. So trust me, we are we are working, uh, we're working hard, but we're in good shape. It looks great for next week. We love coming to Amsterdam, as you know, we've been there since sort of 2018 rye is a, a great home uh you know we work well with that team there so we're in good shape there is still you know a lot to get done but we're all ready uh to open the doors to you all on tuesday yeah great i think we've even uh, taken care of some nice weather for you so also even your outdoor activities are going to be fine this year uh so uh and it's nice to hear as well. So I can imagine uh, also doing some events ourselves that, that uh, actually uh, uh, the rush towards the, the, the run up towards the event uh, with so much adrenaline and excitement is, of course, it's tough, but it's uh, it's tough love, so to say. Right. Uh, you, you must have it uh, to actually create something nice. 
Yeah, I mean, the adrenaline definitely gets us through. Look, there are worse jobs to have than running Money 2020. I can tell you it's a fun old business, um, and but we're, we're in good shape for next week. And yes, uh, the weather is, is looking good. Uh, we can't control the weather, but apparently it is smiling on us. So uh, we're pleased for that too. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, I mean, especially now that you've got the, the beach location fully integrated, I think in the program uh, is of course really appealing to have that, uh, uh, to have a bit of nice weather to attract everyone to yeah. the outside area as well. Yeah, we've expanded that, you're right, we've expanded the show this year. So we've got Money Beach, which is now an integral part, as we call it, um, you know, as you know, better than I do, sitting on the canal at the back of the Rye. But we've also got Money in the Park on Tuesday night. And then, as you know, the infamous street party in the center of Amsterdam. So, um, you know, there is uh, a lot of outside stuff going on as well as everything that's going on at the show. So um, there's, a, there's a lot to keep us busy next week. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely great. So so much to do there, uh, and I think it's uh, it's going to echo a lot in uh, in the Amsterdam scene as well. What's going on uh, this time? So uh, so so really nice. How are you looking forward to this, Scarlett? Uh, what's uh, what's what are the first things that you're looking out for already uh, over the coming period? Well, Don, there's so so many things. Obviously, Tracy just mentioned a few of the highlights, and we are really excited. You know, we talked a bit about Money Beach Club and the idea that. We are one of the things that we started really last year that we're building on this year is making sure that all of our stages and content is built and fit for purpose. So depending on where you are in the showroom floor, you're going to have quite a different experience. Um, in some cases, you'll have the encore stage, which is the big stage, big announcements, big keynotes happening. Everyone is kind of used to that. We have a nice little twist we can talk about if it makes sense for this year. But in general, we also made sure that we built a lot of smaller stages that are meant to have more meaningful, specific conversations. Because as you and I both know, there is so much that happens within the industry and not everything should be shared on a stage with thousands of people. Sometimes it's 40 people in a room really getting into the nitty gritty of what's actually happening. So we want to make sure that we allow spaces for all types of conversations, some that are more off the record and private, quiet rooms yeah. where you really get into the details and other cases where you're making huge announcements and everyone and their mother knows about it. But one of the ones on Money Beach Club, we have a stage actually out there as well. And we are actually bringing some really big heavy hitter speakers. You can't be in the industry in Europe and not hear about Ann Bowden stepping down last week. Uh, we will have Starling Bake, one of the, the C-suite representatives, actually having a, a private kind of quiet chat not necessarily going to be quiet because anyone can go to it, but there's going to be 80 people and it will be open Q&A. So we really yeah. wanted yeah. to focus on spending energy where it's needed the most and wherever you are across uh, the ecosystem of Money 2020, you're going to have something that will make sense for you. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it's definitely very exciting to hear about that. Uh, and there's definitely a lot of ripples going through the industry at the moment, uh, right? It's a bit of a tough environment from, uh, from different, different perspectives. Uh, and from that end, I think it's quite important for everyone to meet and actually be able to discuss these uh, these topics with each other. Uh, um, quite exciting. And so, do you also expect a lot of um, exuberant uh, st stands this year? I mean, generally, I think uh, Money Twenty Twenty uh, Europe is known to be, you know, it's quite a circus of uh, of all the different uh, kind of exhibitions that uh, that uh, all the companies put forward. Uh, is that still also a highlight? You think uh, this year? 
Yeah, it's always a highlight. Right? But we work really closely, as you know, with our partners and they do great, um, you know, activation stands, uh, you know, to showcase their brands and what they're doing and, you know, all the different events and drinks that they'll be doing at the end of the day. You know, that is a really important part of, of doing business because ultimately, you know, we talked about a lot of the fun. But this is a, this is where money does business. This is what we are about, as you know, more than I do. You know, we bring the ecosystem together in all of its parts. Yes, to hear great sessions like the one Scarlett was talking about. But, you know, we know the serious business um, is about doing business, um, you know, whether it's via us, you know, in our app and the Connections Lounge or whether it's all of the thousands of meetings that get set up, as you say, by those companies um, for their meeting rooms and for their booths so you know ultimately that is what we're about we never lose sight of that in all of the um, what you might call the fun and games which I know uh, you know we're we're known for but that is really the wrapper that wraps around money 2020 because at the heart is about doing business you know you'll be there next week you'll be having I'm sure you know hundreds of meetings meeting new people meeting existing people so you know I do think we always, Scarlett and I, hold that at the heart of what we do. That is ultimately what that show is about next week and the ones in Vegas and in uh, Bangkok from next April. You know, it is about doing business. So we we can be fun and serious, Scarlett and I. No, I think, I think, but it's also really appreciable, right? So I think on one end, you want to make sure that the companies that invest in this zone are actually getting a proper return on that. And I think you, you've got it greatly covered with the way you facilitate meetings and, uh, uh, and for people to learn about what's going on in the industry. And at the same time, you see that people are just really excited to be there themselves, uh, which is really helpful as well. Yeah, I mean, look, it helps if people, you know, love to be there, have a great time and excited, but you're right. And as a serious point, you know, people only come back if they do business or if it works or they get as, as you you know use the term return on investment and you know we've existed since 2012 as as a, a brand you know first in usa and now europe and we know very seriously that's our job is to deliver return on investment because that is what it's about um but it does help if you create a fun environment and a great experience and that really does matter. And, you know, people do love to do business at Money 2020. So, um, you know, we're proud of, of, of both bits of it, if you like, the yin and the yang. Yeah, cool. So how, how did it actually go? I mean, <clears throat> sort of my assessment is, I think that we're, we're, we're finally closing in on the end of COVID as we, we know it, because I think the behavior of people has been relatively slow to adapt to a non-COVID world, funnily enough. Uh, how, how do you see that also in the preparation? Is that something that you really need to cater for? and Or was it a big transition from last year, which was still right, pretty close on COVID? Yeah, I mean, I think, gosh, it doesn't seem that long ago, Don, that you and I were doing that live press conference mm -hmm. where we yep. got Money 2020 Europe back in September 21, because we managed to do Europe in 2021, socially distanced and all. That seems a very long time ago. So I would yep. say, yes, um, it does seem like it's behind us we are very mindful of um you know obviously everything to do with health and safety when we're in the show but yeah I do think that people feel much more confident um and I think we were seeing that last year I think 23 we are beyond that I mean you know I was predicting that the handshake wouldn't come back and how wrong I was right in Europe and Vegas last year you know the hugs and the handshakes and the people so pleased to see each other because the thing that was so heartbreaking about not being able to run the show was that lack of connection and we know we all know 
that we can do great things digitally. We're doing this now, right? Of course, it's 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 brilliant. Our industry's built on it, but you can't beat human connection. And I think that's also where the excitement comes from. So yeah, I do think it's behind us, but you know, I hope it's behind us. It certainly, uh, you know, I think it is, but you know, we we can't control things like that, just like we can't control the weather. And just no, just elaborate on a point that Tracy made down that I think is is really important to spend a few minutes on. You know, as we talked about, you know, business is logical. You you have the the numbers that have to make sense, but it's also human and it's also emotional. And if you think about the complexity of the fintech ecosystem, uh, especially for up and coming startups and things like that, so much of it is about who you know to get to that first round of funding or get to that first pilot or POC with a large financial institution and trying to do that in a virtual environment is quite challenging. So by being in the physical space and having that opportunity to connect, there is a human element. You realize you have a similar like for a cocktail or a specific type of pizza or whatever else it is. And all of a sudden that first spark is, has begun. And so really what we think about is our role is helping to facilitate and make it easier to meet people that you want, because the collective ecosystem comes together over the course of a few days, dedicated days, people are, you know, fully aligned, fully focused on what they're doing on site with us. And so we just really try to make sure we focus on making it easier for them to meet who they want. But I would say in terms of the COVID thing, and now coming back live, I mean, we, we've seen positive impacts across the collective ecosystem, but especially for those startups who don't necessarily have the same level of deep relationships and everything else, being in that physical space, seeing who they need to see really is super, super important, important and imperative for success for them. Yep. Yeah, I think that definitely is a very fair point that you're making. Uh, I definitely recognize the fact that the, the human element in, in, I mean, we can talk about uh, APIs and SaaS uh, all, all we want, but in the end, it's still people that are making the deals. Yeah. yeah. And so, I think just, um, Don, just to add to that, you know, that thing about you don't know who you don't know and you don't know who you need to know. I love seeing those sort of, you know, where people bump into each other and they didn't know each other and then they realize, you know, you, it's a highly curated environment. I know it's sort of, you know, 8,000 plus uh, closest friends next week, but, um, you know, a lot of people meet there for the first time and didn't know. And I love seeing, you know, those sort of collisions because of course we can plan, we know who we've got, you know, desperate desire to meet X or Y and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a lot of just that chance stuff and that is really important. And that definitely doesn't happen on um on zoom so you know there's so many different ways that that people connect um yeah. and that's really powerful particularly for startups and particularly in the current climate yeah exactly i think you only end up being best friends forever after a night at the street party right yeah absolutely <laughs> and so curious one i want to ask you as well scarlett you also mentioned uh, startups uh, uh, as, a, as a specific target group right so i think you actually made quite a bit of effort to to sort of make sure that the the the, the new kids on the block actually find their way to money 2020 can you tell us a bit about that how that works for for the younger companies now so what what can we expect there yeah there's there's a whole lot that we're doing there so i uh I, I like to say that I'm a recovering entrepreneur and and I say that with with joking, but with also all seriousness, because being an entrepreneur is probably one of the most difficult things that you're doing. You're betting on yourself. A lot of times you're going through a period where you are sacrificing many other things to try to ha- help your baby grow. Um, so startups have always been really important to me and they've always been really important to us as a brand. Now, how do we help 
them. As we said, one of the great things about Money 2020 is everyone that as everyone is there, but how do these younger companies stand out? How do we make sure that we help give them the limelight as much as possible? It's something that we think about nonstop. And so we've taken a few specific actions for this year in Amsterdam. Uh, first of all, we have a group within Money 2020 dedicated to communities who are the advocates for startups. So anytime we're on a call, when we're thinking about different product ideas or how to evolve our show or our brand more broadly, there's always someone saying, how is this going to impact startups? What do we do here? So one of the things that we're doing this year is we have a startups hangout area. So that Money Beach Club, the thing that we keep talking about outside, good news is a lot of it is still covered. So even if the weather decides to change on us, which we don't think it will, there's still plenty that can happen out there, which is really important for us. Um, But in any case, in that space, we have a startups hangout area where we actually uh, had an open application process for early stage startups. We wanted to give them a taste of what it's like to be a sponsor, a taste of what it's like to showcase their their technology, their product in new and interesting ways. So we have nearly 30, I think the final number is 28 startups who are going to be showcasing over the course of the three days there, demoing. We're going to have a lot of special speakers and mentors come in and out and do a lot of facilitating there. We also have a bunch of startup pitches on one of our other stage, on the Horizon stage, in partnership with MasterCard, where we're having startups do some product pitches and announcements on that stage. And then one of the things that we saw work really, really well in Vegas last year is we actually partnered with uh, a venture fund. So again, there's a million reasons as to why a startup may be successful or not, but especially in the early days, funding is super, super crucial. So we were thinking about how we can help uh, accelerate that as much as possible. So we partnered with the venture fund in Commerce Ventures in Vegas last year for uh, a startup competition called uh, America's Got Access. And with commerce, uh, through commerce, we actually gave away two $100,000 safe notes um, from yep. commerce, which is quite uncommon for anyone who knows a lot about mm-hmm. VCs. Safe notes don't yep. really exist that much anymore, but commerce is really keen to have a, a strong impact as were we, and we had some other really solid partners behind that. So based off of the success that we had in Vegas we're actually replicating that in Europe this year. So we have Europe's got access and we obviously always want to make bigger and better everything that we've done. So we did a few twists. We're going to have some really fun experimental elements uh, on specific stages around that. But also we focused on climate because we know, and especially we've seen with our European audience, but across the world, the importance of that. So this is specifically climate and FinTech related startups And again, we have another uh, $100,000 safe note from Commerce that we're actually going to give to, uh, we have five finalists that are going to be joining us on site in just a few short days. They're actively uh, practicing their pitches right now and really excited and nervous, Um, but we're really excited about that as well. So lots of different things with startups, just to give you a taste. Uh, There's going to be plenty of stuff outside of that, but those are some of the more formal things we're doing for this year. Really nice. Really nice. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. So I think that's even more uh, more reasons to actually get on the beach uh, and hang around there to actually meet with these uh, cool companies that are coming up. I think I have to park my boat there just uh, just for sure as, as an extra stage. Uh, but nice, nice. Yeah, it looks, it looks really good. So how do you see... Um, uh, how do you see that, for example, in the development of the companies that are coming up, right? So I think, uh, I mean, to a certain extent, Money 2020 is the industry meeting where everyone uh, is sort of 
get coming to catch up with each other and latest developments and you know establish or strengthen relationships they already have but i think this novel part i think is is, is driving also quite a lot of people towards 2020 over the past years to really get a grip on you know who's new in the industry what 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 developments can we can we see whether it's uh, in crypto blockchain uh, kind of space or uh, focusing on the new regulations uh any of what, what kind of topics do you see on the agenda there that, uh, that people should be looking out for to actually just keep an eye out for these latest developments? Well, I mean, Scarlett, I think AI is uh, one of the big topics that seems to have emerged uh, certainly everywhere all over the show. So from my perspective, you know, looking through, I think to the climate fintech intersection, I think there's some mm-hmm. great sessions on that. But I think, yeah. you know, we sort of see a, a buzz topic every year. Uh, and AI, and I think that's going to carry through to Vegas, by the way, and beyond. Um, I think for Europe specifically, um, you know, we've always covered a lot on open banking. I think there's a load of sessions on the next, you know, the future steps of open banking. Um, so there's some big stuff. Um, but I think AI, um, Scarlett, I think that seems to be emerging as the buzzword this year, would you say? Yes, they're, they're, if we played buzzword bingo, we could be here all day. But I'd say if we talked about general topics, 100% AI is is front and center. I think it, it is about one of the things that we really focus on, Don, and we've really invested heavily in fintech talent. So the team who comprises the content team across our shows are ex-journalists, analysts, operators within financial services, within fintech have done all of these different roles. So one of the things that we try to do is make sure that what you see on our stages is a mirror to what's happening in the larger uh, ecosystem. So yeah. yes, of course, you can't not talk about AI. We have, but but we want to make sure that we try to include special spins around it and we that we make sure that we're talking about not just the theory, which by the way, we should talk about because there is still a lot of theory going on around it, but then also yeah. some practical implementations and use cases of it. So having two of the biggest banks in the world talking about how they're actually thinking about utilizing generative AI day in, day out, really important because we what we don't want to do is just go and talk about, here's another great thing. And there is space for that, but it's like, how can you take what you heard on our stages throughout the, the showroom floor and wherever else and go implement specific strategies and tactics tomorrow within your institution. So that's one thing that's really important to us. And I would just say in terms of like what else is reflective of the ecosystem, we also try to make sure that every show that we have two or three conversations that are the first of its kind that haven't happened yeah. anywhere else. So yeah. one of our, our favorite examples right now is Mr. Ian Stewart, the CEO of HSBC UK, and this is the first time that he's speaking publicly uh, at an event talking okay. about the SVB acquisition. So that's going to be a really interesting one. Um, Ruman Chowdhury, in case this might be interesting for your uh, audience, especially not hardcore fintech, but tech, was the head of ethical AI at Twitter, uh, was let go during the, the transition of new leadership. Uh, had a a public article that she wrote about the experience and she's going to come talk to us about ethical AI. Naturally, there'll be some conversations about what happened during her last tenure at her last very large public tech company, but equally, she's going to be talking about what larger financial institutions, tech companies and the like should be thinking about from an ethical AI perspective. So with every topic, something as broad as AI, we want to make sure that we 
dissect it and look at it from every specific angle. And so that way you're, you're really, you, you really feel like, and whether or not you can go to every content session, we know there's always competing priorities like meetings and everything else, but yeah. we, we will always give highlights afterwards, like that you can feel comfortable walking away, that you have a really good sense of what's happening in the space from opposing opinions, opposing uh, viewpoints and things like that. Uh, quite important these days, I think, indeed, because let's say uh, it's uh, with the chat GPT, it's, uh, we're riding the hype uh, to the fullest, I think, uh, but it's good to keep people with uh, both feet on the ground to really understand what's going on and what, what they could do with it in practice. Um, I would love to actually take that on, uh, to take that opportunity to, to give us a brief break for a sip of water. Uh, and uh, we'll be right back with the rest of uh, edition number 177 of Breaking Bank Europe. Do you want to be part of Breaking Banks Europe? Reach out and learn more about the opportunity to be featured in one of our shows. With over 1.6 million listeners and counting, Breaking Banks Europe is bound to become the place to advance critical dialogue in Europe and the UK fintech scene. Reach out on Instagram or Twitter at BreakingBanksEU or go to www.provoke.fm. And here we are back again on Breaking Bank Europe with our sneak preview of Money 2020 Europe. Uh, and I'm really, really happy again to, uh, to continue to talk here with Scarlett and Tracy on what's going on. And so uh, you've already shared with us quite some nice excitement, uh, exciting things about uh, the show next week that we can expect. So Amsterdam will be buzzing fintech, I think, for a week long and probably a long period afterwards. Um, so what, what, what is sort of uh, maybe uh, before we head into sort of, uh, let's say, some of the hopefully some further sneak preview details, uh, I'm just also sort of thinking uh, for myself, like uh, the, the next coming days, I think when are you, for example, actually coming to Amsterdam, because I think you're still in the uh, abroad still, when are you coming in and uh, what, what, is, what, is the, what are the last things you'll actually be doing for, before the show? Wow, that's a question. So uh, I'm coming in on Sunday. I mean, I should stress there is a team there now building. So don't worry, it doesn't all start on Sunday. We start building. I'm coming in on Sunday, but I don't have very far to come, as you know, because I live in London. Scarlett a bit longer. So yeah. Scarlett, when are you coming in? I actually get in Sunday as well, but that is an anomaly. I typically get in Friday night, Saturday morning, but as you will see when you see me in person, Don, uh, I look a little bit different than normal because I am heavily pregnant. So I'm trying to uh, be there for as short of duration as possible this time around. <laughs> mm, I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, well, congratulations with that. And uh, definitely exciting to have you, to still have you on the show, right? So that's uh, great that you could join. Um, yeah, so I can imagine that's uh, indeed your team is probably already uh, heavy heartedly and handling the hammers and uh, everything else they need to actually get the show uh, together. Yep. Um, I'm really looking forward to the to the show floor plan again and uh, all the the, the great uh, uh, great experience that will be offered there. Uh, generally, always uh, quite exciting to see uh, the, the the entrance and maybe that's also a nice one, right? I think over the last year you actually made a quite an uh, exciting entrance to actually try and get everyone, you know, leave everything behind that was not part of this world mm -hmm. uh, to make them enter the fintech world uh, all at once. We did. What can we expect there? Uh, yeah, well, we, we like to mix it up every year, you see. We don't like to keep too much the same. So uh, there's a slightly different approach this year. Um, you can, um, we've got uh, something, I don't know how tall it is actually, but it's a pretty large, great big robot as a stage. 
um, that you can um, interact with, which I think is going to be quite fun. You've got a really, I'm re one of the things I'm looking forward to seeing is the entrance to Money Beach, because mm -hmm. what we've really done is really make a big thing of Money Beach. And um, I think everyone remembers the sex, drugs and rock and roll stage last year. Um, well, that's now the Outer Limits uh, bar. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing that. So I think, uh, yeah, there'll be some fun at the entrance, but we've um, we've moved some interesting stuff around. And there's some some surprises that we won't reveal until we're on site because we don't mm. like to reveal everything because then that would take away some of the fun. But Moneybot, our uh, resident robot, uh, I'm pretty much looking forward to meeting. She's 12 feet tall. So I'm, I'm... 12 feet. And she's definitely a woman. It's a she. That's, that's well, yes. I mean, so we made it a female robot, obviously. Yes, and there, you know, depend depending there there is some AI behind it, which we'll we'll leave the audience to figure out other components of. But uh, with AI, you can do a lot of different things. So we'll see the the outputs of that. But exactly as Tracy said, I mean, one of the things, you know, back to what we talked about earlier about trying to help facilitate interesting places for people meeting and everything else and experiences they don't get anywhere else. One of the things that we also look to is what worked really well in previous years and then double down on that. So, you know, Tracy talked about the sex, drugs, rock and roll club. We, people loved that. So we're, we don't need to go completely reinvent the wheel and start from scratch. So we just built a little bit on it, made a little bit different. One of the things you'll see there is, uh, again, like how it was meant to feel last year is there is content on there, but we're not going to go put a ton of content on there because then it kind of loses the purpose of the energy and the vibe mm -hmm. of the space. Yeah. So there, there are specific conversations. We have Tales of the Dragon's Den, uh, two of the most successful companies who have gone through that are going to kind of give us the sneak, you know, sneak behind the curtain of what actually happened, talk through that. And then we're going to bring our own stuff. I don't know if you remember, Don, last year we had a tattoo artist up there. We're actually going to bring Flow Poets. Uh, mm -hmm. They're going to be doing stuff on fintech. I'll just say the sound of payments may be something that you'll hear a little bit more about where once you get on site, the energy is high, the enthusiasm is high, the stress can be high. We want to make sure that we have spaces throughout the entire floor that you can have a place to disconnect, reset. We we do that through food. We do that through content. We do that through experiences. And as Tracy said, there are definitely some, as my, my team, a lot of them are ex-gamers. So there are a lot of Easter eggs, if anyone knows what that means, like hidden mm -hmm. things throughout that are really yeah. going to be one of those things that encourages people to explore as much as possible and they will be rewarded handsomely for said exploration. Cool. That's an indication, nice challenge, I think, for everyone. Yeah. Gets me excited. Yeah. I'm really, it's really, really nice to actually see that you've thought that through how you get everyone to actually move around and sort of explore the whole location uh, and everything that's going on. Absolutely. And so maybe one of the things as well, I think, for example, also the app probably plays a large role in that as well, right? I think you've also quite uh, quite made some investment in that. So is there something that has changed at that level? So what can people expect from the from the digital connectivity uh, with the other participants? Scarlett, you want to go first on that? And then sure. I'll, then I'll happy to. Happy to. So as you mentioned, the app is obviously a very crucial part of of the technology behind enabling these connections and and uh, networking to to happen. Um, so there's a few things that we did. One of the most obvious ones, especially, I don't remember exactly when this is going out, Don, but uh, the sooner the better. We do have calendar integration. So that was one thing. Again, we always sit back after any specific show. 
we hear feedback directly because Tracy and I make it a point to always walk across the showroom floor, obviously listen to our teams and the staff who's around and talking to our audience. We have all the formal things of surveys and our MPS data and everything else. And one of the things we heard loud and clear after our collective feedback last year was around calendar integration. We talked about you got a lot of meetings and a lot of things going on at any given time on site. So we want to help make that easier so you can now integrate it into your calendar, which is a really big step and we're really excited about. And there's a lot of things that we've done too in testing how in some cases, Don, it's you and I, but you actually have two co-founders that you want to bring to the meeting. We want to make large group meetings and things like that uh, easier as well. There's some, there's some, what will look like simple on the outside, but actually quite complex on the inside UI and UX that <clears throat> we worked with uh, the team behind closed doors on of really developing to make it even easier to find who you want. And then again, always continuous improvement on the matchmaking piece, because there are some cases where I for sure know I want to, you know, meet the the head of Holland FinTech. So I go and search you and find you right away. But in other cases, I'm not exactly sure who I want to meet, but I know I want to meet the accelerators or e ecosystem devs of Germany. So that's a little bit more yeah. broad. So in any case, we want to make sure that you have the ability to do both, find exactly what you're looking for, or be surprised by who we think based off of the interest that you shared with us is the right connection for you. Yeah, as far as I've heard already with uh, with uh, the, the the people we work with together as partners on, on sites as well as that most, most people already have already like 10 meetings planned uh, uh, already today uh, before they would even head over to the show. So I think that's also yeah. a great success yeah. already of, uh, of the digital infrastructure behind it. I mean, I get sort of, I mean, hourly updates on how many meetings are going through the platform. Uh, so uh, there are, there's a lot more than 10, I can tell you, is a big number. Yeah, uh, per person, right? So, the, this, yeah. uh, so yeah. I mean, we see that every year. It's really interesting, actually, how people, you know, uh, are, are getting more and more organized. And I think that's definitely something we saw after COVID, actually, that people mm. really well, they knew what they'd missed when they couldn't do it, right? So we saw an absolute massive uptick in not just people setting their own meetings, but via the app. So, uh, you know, the numbers look, uh, you know, really, uh, really stunning for next week. And, uh, you know, people are piling in. Um, if they've only got 10 meetings, I'd I'd, I'd question it at this point. Uh, uh, the average is a lot more than that is what we're seeing. So, yeah, it looks great. And, you know, that's, as we said, it's what it's all about, as you know. Well, I think it's interesting to, 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 to link that also back into a remark that you made earlier about the fact that people just need a return on that investment. I think I actually I see that post-COVID, actually more people are more driven to actually secure that result uh, up, up front. So I think that there, there is a bit less room for serendipity in the way we structure our lives these days. I mean, I've yeah. been since 9 a.m. this morning, I've been in calls <laughs> uh, on end. I didn't even have time for lunch. So, uh, right, so that, it's pretty hard to actually cater for serendipity uh, from that perspective. But yeah. I think that's uh, something that's quite interesting to see as well. And also you would probably see that indeed in the statistics from the, from the meeting from the meetings uh, that people are planning. Yeah, yeah the pre-planned stuff is is definitely important. As, as Tracy said, I mean, we've continued to see it getting stronger earlier and earlier um, because people want to have a really good idea of what's happening. What I would say though, to the serendipity point is yes, in general, but one of the reasons about the, how we incorporate food and experience the stuff that we talked about, the, you know, the stuff that we do in the evening, the, all those events 
So you're there to have fun. You might even have a meeting or two scheduled, but that's where that happens naturally, yeah, right? So exactly. a lot of times we see a little bit of a, okay, during the day, the schedule is a little bit rigid. You'll have a few pieces of that you put for content there. You really, either it's a friend or it's a session you just can't not stop thinking about. So you put that in the calendar, the rest of your day is booked up with meetings. And then at night or during the breaks where you have food, all of a sudden you're sitting next to someone you weren't necessarily expecting. So we still really believe in the power of serendipity as a uh, an addition or something else that maybe you weren't expecting that helps to have those conversations. And we saw that a lot last year too, where people were waiting in the queue to grab their, their badge or whatever else. And that person, they were sitting next to the CEO of a bank just by, by chance. So there is still pieces of that, but yes, the more structured and scheduled that you are, quite frankly, the better the experience is going to be for you on site, because you're going to come in more prepared than if you just say, Oh, let's just show up and see what happens, which there are some people who do that too, but the definitely yeah. the more you put into it, the, the better output you get like anything else in life. Yeah, no, but I, th I think it's actually great that you thought about that from uh, from these two angles because I think that's actually what people both need. Uh, but sometimes it's hard to cater it for yourself because if you only have the part during the day, for example, I mean you're exhausted at the end of the day and you did meet all the people you wanted to meet, but you didn't meet anyone else, right? So, or you have basically the the more informal part where you would actually just go to a party, you would meet a lot of nice people, but no one you intended to meet which could all be really nice, but might not be the right people for you, right? So I think it's great to actually have that mix. And I think in general, if you talk about innovations, you need that serendipity uh, to, 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 to just make new connections, new ideas work. Uh, so yeah, uh, really look forward to that. On that part, by the way, so can you give a bit more sneak peek? I mean, for the people that might not know yet, uh, Money, the park and, uh, and the street, uh, street fest. So can you give us a bit of a heads up what people can expect there? Scarlett, do you want to take money in the park and I'll take street first? Sure, happy to. Um, well, as yes, yeah, so Tracy will give you a bit more at, at Money Street Fest. Money in the Park is something that we, again, built off of what we learned from last year. Uh, had great, great success. We'll have some uh, talent that's going to surprise and delight as we did last year, different talent, but one that we think is really going to resonate. And we also have specific spaces for people to connect on like-minded topics back to the serendipity piece I was alluding to earlier, great music, great food, uh, a little bit of uh, beverages with alcohol or without, depending on where you're, where you're at in your life. And uh, it's mm -hmm. going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Again, we, we really have some things that we've thought about ahead of time to help facilitate natural connections and conversations in a way that people will connect over maybe personal interests versus professional interests and uh the rest you can see when you when you get there but i'll let tracy speak more to money street fest because that's one of our our staples of course as well yeah it's a staple as you know um and it's lovely because i think it brings together money 2020 in the city of amsterdam you know we're really proud to be in amsterdam and um but it does take are all of our you know people into the center which is fantastic and yep. we've done it for as you know a number of years um so sometimes you know change and new stuff is good but sometimes repeating the classics and the street party is a classic in a classic street in Amsterdam um you know it Don you've been there with all the restaurants and bars down that street and it gets filled up and you know you just see everyone there and usually you know they'll come along I think it starts at around six and it's a jumping off point into later night dinners and parties that are going on that's sort of how it works um yep. but you know it's it's our classic brought back for 2023. 
it's definitely uh, definitely a signature event where I think a lot everyone is enjoying that very much. It's it's it remains funny to actually hear try hear everyone try and pronounce the name of the street, yeah. uh, which is a jawbreaker, right? You can do that. Go on, Dan. You you do it, Don. Regulier's de Yeah, that's, excellent. Uh, and you said it perfectly. Well done. <laughs> I've practiced a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we actually had our one of our first offices there, so that's uh, that's why we know this place quite well. And it's actually nice to see as well how many. Uh, I mean, there's quite a lot of side events going on as well, right? And I think you actually stimulated that also with the fringe agenda uh, this year with activities on site and around 2020 so i think yeah. that's also quite favorable and so to see how people structure that around your activities outside as well so i think there's a lot of dinners and drinks that sort of are adjacent to for example the street party uh, happening in the same neighborhood sort of really bringing everyone as a sort of organic uh, uh group uh, and yeah. ecosystem together there uh, in the center of Amsterdam. Yeah, I mean, that's why we, you know, it's not why we do it in the city, but we love to do that sort of in the city so that people, you know, we're really proud of being in Amsterdam and showcasing it. But yeah, you know, it's always been very important to us to do our own events each evening. Um, that, you know, that is very important to us that for our, um, you know, our attendees, there is a Money 2020 signature event, as you know, each night uh, on the on the Tuesday and Wednesday, and yes, lots of other stuff goes on, um, but we we always make sure that uh, there is our signature event uh, for people to well, as Scarlett articulated beautifully, right? It is an important part of networking, um, and it's that different kind of networking that happens at those kinds of things. But um, it's nice that we can get everyone into the centre of Amsterdam um, yeah. as well. Actually, I think that's that's definitely great to do that as well. I mean, just. Uh... The, 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of places I've been where I actually have no clue what uh, the city actually looks like that was next door to the event, right? So that's uh, I think from that perspective to really tie it into the city is uh, is a great asset. And um, well, shameless plug here. We're looking forward to doing that in Bangkok in April as well. So um, I couldn't miss that opportunity. But there's another great city that we're really delighted and we want to showcase. Um, you know, and we've done that in signature events in Vegas, you know, so, uh, but, you know, that is one of the things that we do like to do. We like to really celebrate the place that we're in. Um, and we'll certainly be doing that in, um, in Bangkok. Yeah, one of the things I, that, that struck me a bit, what I found funny was that uh, uh, I think last year as well, you saw you had people that actually organized a Vegas show, like the caterers and the hotels actually come by in Amsterdam to sort of check out what was going on, right? To actually sort of piggyback on some of the learnings that were done here in Amsterdam, back and forth. I think that's actually quite nice how you can actually sort of yeah. really learn from all these different shows. And I mean, uh, I'm, I'm still also looking forward to an Asian food court after you've picked it up in Thailand, for example. Uh, <laughs> might, might be well, nice as well. To actually we get um, actually it's funny you say that we do have a big Thai delegation coming in to look at the show uh, and you're right we have had um, uh, people from the Venetian our venue in uh, Las Vegas come and look at how we do it in um, in Amsterdam you know well you know this the rise um, is a fantastic venue great partners to us and um, you know what they do with the food there is great so we do like to showcase it to our other other venues but yeah we have a big Thai delegation coming in next week uh, to look at money 2020 Europe and we can showcase what we do there and then you know how we're going to be bringing a particular style to that in um, in Bangkok next April. Uh, great 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 looking forward to look forward to that as well so keen on also meeting them and understanding indeed what, the, what that show is going to look like uh, so maybe I think um, uh, curious also maybe to to get some final final sneak peeks uh, ideas on things that you really want people to look out for next week. Uh, what what are you most excited about, or what's 
what's what what should excite some of the people to look out for which which time and date should they put in their agenda to really look out for a specific stage or activity oh that's a hard one i mean scarlett you want to go first because i've got i'm i'm queuing on a couple Sure. So I'll I'll take a few different passes. I'm just I'm wondering if Tina, you can drop the times because I don't have them on here. But I will I'll tell you Tuesday morning, start of our show is is going to be a banger. Now, one of the things that will be <clears throat> so interesting about it is we're definitely having a bit of of a different perspective. So I mentioned Ruman Chowdhury, uh, who was formerly from Twitter. That will be that morning as well. Mm. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously we talked a lot about startups. So for any of the startups in the room, I would really encourage them to go to a session. This is a bit of a shameless plug, but not intentional, but I am the one who's doing the moderating, which is why it's a shameless uh, plug. Uri Levine, who's the co-founder of Waze. Yeah, uh, but cool. Really, we we brought Uri in specifically to talk about lessons learned, the process of being acquired, what it was like in the early days, growing, scaling, and he's done that many times since. So that is a session very, very intentionally focused on the startup community and startup ecosystem. Of course, you've got Ian Stewart, the HSBC uh, UK CEO on there. I'd say the other one, uh, and obviously our <clears throat> our attendees and delegates come from all over the world, um, but we do have Julia Hoggett, the CEO of the London Stock Exchange back. So if you remember, Don, we had her mm -hmm. uh, on the main stage in 21 September. So it's only been roughly 18 months since then. Obviously, a lot has happened in the industry and a lot has happened in the UK fintech scene since then. We have Ryan Brown from CNBC, who's going to be moderating that session uh, along with a, another large uh, speaker. And so from what I've heard on some of the prep calls, that one is going to be very, very interesting. And we'll get kind of nice Ooh. in the weeds of, of the role of, of UK and what's happening there in some pretty interesting ways. But Tracy, I don't know if there's anyone that you wanted to, to focus on as well. Uh, shameless plug again. Um, well, I'm going to highlight the session I'm chairing before Scarlett's because there's a reason I'm going to do that. I'm interviewing Lily Cole, um, environmental activist, model, yeah. actress um, on Who Cares Wins, which I think, you know, brings together this whole, you know, intersection that we've been talking about. Um, but apparently there's a little bit of competition that morning and the audience get to vote for their favourite session. And so actually what you've got is Scarlett versus Tracy that morning. Uh, apparently it's the voting for the speakers, but obviously there's a bit of an internal competition. So uh, yeah. vote, Lily. vote Lily would be my, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm, uh, I'm in shameless plug mode today, which uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really, this is now five years since we launched Rise Up. Um, and yeah. so actually Rise Up, um, our female accelerator program is always behind closed doors. Um, but I am chairing a session on Wednesday on the fusion stage in the morning, I think it's at 10, 15 or 10, 30, um, where four of the alumni from the past five years are going to tell their story about how their careers um, have changed um, and, and the role that right. Rise played in that. So shameless, but you know that uh, the diversity and inclusion, the makeup of our stages, the fact that we do role model uh, so well on that uh, and that we have really transformed that over the past five years is important to us. Uh, important to uh, I think the industry and um, I think hearing it through the stories of those four women will um, uh, will be a, a personal highlight not just yeah great addition great addition 
it's a great initiative as well. And I think it's a great, I was actually also distilling that from, from your recommendations on speakers, but it, it's, you, you, you've, you've mentioned, uh, I think uh, three quarters of them were mostly female speakers that you highlighted that uh, people should come and listen to. So I think it's already gives a good sense of uh, how much focus it has in the, the way you set up the program. Um, really, really nice. Really, really nice. And indeed, so it's great that, that Rice is back and that you actually could celebrate this anniversary uh, by showcasing some of the successes. Um, really cool. Yeah, so on, on the shameless plug side, of course, we've got the, the Money Pot stage uh, where uh, Breaking Banks Europe will be recording live uh, some very interesting sessions as well. So come and meet us there. Uh, as well as that, there are some interesting sessions as well. I'm hosting one with uh, the European Payment Initiative and Ideal on their merger, uh, as well as one with uh, Mastercard on uh, uh, the, uh, some of the fintech entrepreneurs from uh, Ukraine, uh, how they're doing. Uh, similar like the one the, the the session we did also last year. Uh, also very much looking forward to that uh, to understand what uh, how the ecosystem there is evolving, uh, given the given the continuation of the war. Yeah, that's a nice part too. As you notice, I'm really happy that you highlighted that one, Don, because I would say there are probably five or six sessions that were buildups of the last 18 months con conversations that started that we just felt like needed a a part two or a, a next yeah. a next version of that, which I think is is really really crucial. And one thing, because I I realize I didn't mention this until you mentioned the podcast booth, uh, Money Pot. So Breaking Banks would know this uh, because. You all were with us in Vegas, but for the European audience who has was not in Vegas with us last year, wait till you see our podcast space and Money Pop booth this year. You are going to be delighted and surprised. And again, back to you know insider tip and trick. If you want a space that you want to chill and relax, we actually have a a really great way where you can watch or sorry watch and listen to the podcast live. And a beautiful, beautiful space that has brought the team who put it together in tears because of the beauty. So you are all in for a treat cool. for anyone who goes and hangs out in that area. That's a really nice one. Really looking forward to that. Definitely. Cool. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think we've we've brought most of the excitement already uh, here. I'm 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 completely fired up for uh, ready for next week. Uh, just have to survive the weekend with the latest bit of work to do before the show actually starts. Uh, and uh, probably the same uh, counts for you as well uh, with the final uh, uh, bits and bits that still need to get done. But uh, I'm, uh, I really look forward to it. And uh, yeah, I'd like to thank you very much for the conversation, uh, Tracy and Scarlett. It's been great to have you here in these final, in the final rush of the moment, uh, just before the show, that you were able to take some time to talk to us. Uh, no, thank we're you. very. We, well, thank you to you. Uh, you know, we we always enjoy. Uh, these conversations we look forward to seeing you next week and there's a lot more surprises next week we uh, there's still a load of stuff that we haven't told you so you'll just have to wait uh, I, I definitely guess so so yeah looking forward to uh, un unwrap the package next week and uh, also share with you some of the exciting moments and of course uh, do a toast at uh, in the park or in the in this at street fest uh, really looking forward to seeing you and um, yeah safe travels uh, and good luck on last preparations Thanks again, and see you soon. And for our listeners, thanks for listening to Break Banks Europe edition 177. And looking forward to all our listeners as well to join at Money Trends 20 next year, uh, this next week, uh, or listen to us at our next podcast. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a Provoke Media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. 
If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.